Welcome to Can I Offer You Some Feedback? My name is Sara, and this is the podcast for those who have a complicated relationship with feedback and are looking to hear from real people across levels and industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. Before we dive in, I'd like to introduce our guest on the podcast today, Devin. He's an operations manager at a local contract manufacturer. Welcome to the conversation today. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Let's kick things off with the main question of the podcast. When I say the phrase, can I offer you some feedback? What's your gut reaction when you hear that? I immediately think something is wrong. To preface feedback sort of implies negativity because positive feedback is so easy and natural. Mm. Hey, good job. Hey, thanks. There's no starter intro sentence to here's my feedback in my mind. And so the fact that that person is like asking you the question (laughs) puts you on high alert, right? Right. Like, hey, do you want the good news or the bad news? And so when you're thinking about that feedback, Devin, do you prefer to give feedback or do you prefer to receive feedback? I I would prefer to receive more feedback. Given my role and responsibilities in manufacturing, I provide most of the feedback to the employees, to the sales group, to all of the affected employees for our performance. That was good. That worked. We need to do better. Feedback at my position is much more intermittent, Mm. right? End of a quarter, end of a month. That was bad. You didn't do good enough. Can I offer you some feedback? No one knows what they're doing. (laughs) So it's not it's not as routine as I would like. Yeah. Do you find that with that feedback, it's more like operationally focused rather than you as a performer? Far and away, it's more the performance of the business, as certainly mm. that is what I have been tasked with taking care of. The better members of my group, certainly my manager in frequent intervals, does provide that feedback of, hey, when you told them to try harder... The reason it didn't work was this, right? Mm. And so there's some feedback as far as delivery or messaging, but most of it is more measurable in that was not enough units made. Right. Well, when you're thinking about feedback then, and I think it's helpful to have that context of like, is it operational? Is it performance related? How would you define meaningful feedback? I define meaningful feedback certainly as evidence-based, which makes the operational feedback very tangible. Right. There is a measurement there. We were supposed to do a thousand units. We did 900. Right. Feedback is based in objective reality. Mm-hmm. The much more subjective reality can be very important. It gets nuanced as far as, you know, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, based on what? Based on your likes versus mine, then it is almost a communication issue, not just a feedback issue. Or even tying into like a preference, right? Like if it's, did we meet the goal? It's kind of hard. You know, you can't be like, well, depends on what you mean by goal. <laughs> like, right. you know, Hopefully we right. were clear enough about what the goal was, but did we do it well? Or was there any satisfaction or what was the, et cetera? Sure. Those are a little more, as you're saying, subjective or a little more uh, nebulous when you're thinking about measurements. Oh, nebulous. Good word. <laughs> it's my SAT prep. Man. I love it. (laughs) When you're thinking about, you know, examples or experiences where you've seen that meaningful feedback delivered, what comes to mind? I would like to think I have provided meaningful feedback to a number of our operators, starting with that objective evidence of machine can go this fast, but our production rate was some mathematically lower number than what the machines are capable of, right? So first, it's sort of gathering additional information of, hey, do you know why we're not producing at this rate or meeting these objectives, it'd be nice if they provided the feedback and knew the answer. (laughs) But when that's not available, it becomes that conversation of, well, 
we need to do better. Here's what I know from my experiences that are opportunities for lost time or lost productivity. So my feedback to those employees of let's conquer the small things. And if there is something looming in large, that should present itself. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, this isn't the productivity or the goals that we have in mind. Mm. And was that modeled for you with like, I know you've you know been in the manufacturing space for a long time. Where have you seen that before? Like, it's not something they teach in engineering no, cu- curriculum is. at all, <laughs> to my <laughs> this, understanding. But <laughs> no, that was not uh, that was not a collegiate course. In a prior life, I worked for a much larger corporation and they had managerial training. So you would go to weeks or two weeks worth of training how to manage, you know, different age groups, what motivates the different generations you may encounter in the workforce. One of the strongest tactics that stood with me was you need to be able to present them information they cannot refute, right? Mm. You were supposed to make 10 and you made seven, but then be part of the solution there afterward of we need to get that other three and it's a we. So yes, I'm not going to be turning screws or soldering boards or at least that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) But I can certainly set up those employees for better success if it's tooling, if it's training. And that was very early in my career as far as what that corporation thought a good manager needed to be able to do. If you're thinking about either with your own teams or, you know, just people in general, if I could grant you a wish for one thing you would hope people would do better regarding feedback, what might it be? (laughs) I wish more team members, employees, supervisors, you name it, had a larger grasp of the variables. Right. So the feedback can be very simple as far as seven out of 10 units were made or whatever uh, less concrete goal I gave you was partially met. The wish would be for both the giver of the feedback and the receiver to know enough of the surrounding variables to know how to change that outcome. So often feedback ends with that wasn't good enough. Try harder. And the conversation ends. That's the ineffective feedback. And my wish being if everyone knew all the variables at play all the time, which would border on omnipotence. But lots of problems would be solved if more people understood where they came from. Yeah. And and having that access to information even or curiosity about, you know, sure. why it's not working. Or... Right. A seven's, seven's better than six. Like, no. Okay, yes. Technically seven, true. <laughs> seven is better than six. But if you don't know how you got to seven, it's mm-hmm. very hard for me to get you to eight or get you to nine. And especially if like it was five the week before, six the week at, prior, like why is there variability? Why, right. you know, why does it right. change? And, and having those conversations with folks. Yeah. So that wish everyone can provide the, hey, that's not good enough. But mm-hmm. it's, it would be a wish and a dream for everyone to understand how to make it better. Yeah. Excellent. Well, for our last question in our time together, Devin, can I offer you some feedback? Absolutely, Sarah. Fantastic. One of the things that I've really enjoyed as a part of our relationship, whether, you know, in school, (laughs) activities that we do, you know, board games, whatever it may be, I really appreciate and and you definitely provide a lot of feedback. I love that it's action-oriented and that it's we-oriented as you hinted to a little bit earlier, it's a roll up your sleeves attitude that you have that's like, yep, this is the situation. Let's get started. And I think that that is 
exciting for folks. It's inspiring for folks and it gets it going, right? Whether the task is, you know, prepping for an activity, getting something started, or just like addressing the behemoth of, you know, an obstacle that we have in front of us. (laughs) It's, I think, a way of getting folks energized around addressing really large issues. And I think that that, again, roll up your sleeves attitude and that positivity towards, you know, taking one step at a time, (laughs) working one problem at a time. I'm sure it comes up in your day. I know we've certainly talked about a lot of um, professional situations, but I also see it in your personal life too. You know, we've got huge obstacles, but here's the first step. Then we do the second step. Then we do the third one. And and really like seeing that momentum build over time. So I know that's something that I'm grateful for, even though I don't say it all the time. But I do want to say it in the sense of I really do think it impacts your work and your ability to show up not only at work, but also in your personal life as well. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that feedback, Sarah. Thank you. Well, Devin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And thanks to you for joining us in another episode of Can I Offer You Some Feedback? You can reach me at podcast at mod.com network. We would love to hear from you on your thoughts on feedback or any other perspectives you'd like to hear from next. As always, give us a quick rating on your platform of choice and share this podcast with a friend. And I'm hoping that tomorrow you take a chance and offer some feedback when it's needed most. Can I Offer You Some Feedback is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, hosted by me, Sara Esmail-Bagey Bartlett. Our production team includes Nyjah Galladay, Hannah Ray Leach, and Gray Longfellow. We'll see you next time. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.